Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Nicola Talent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. He's a well-known criminal assets bureau target who was once put on trial for a tiger kidnapping. But Dubliner Jonathan Gill has now launched a new business as a conflict negotiator. And he says he can solve disputes in broken marriages, business upheavals and even in neighbourhood rows. With no major convictions, Gill says he's innocent of any involvement in crime. But the courts have heard differently. And on one occasion, he was described as one of the top criminals in Ireland. Today, I'm talking with Sunday World Deputy Editor Niall Donald about Jonathan Gill and his new business venture. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Um, a mediation and negotiations website opened before Christmas uh, titled Jonathan Gill and Company Mediation and Negotiations. Doesn't sound like something we should be interested on in here on Crime World, but of course we are because Jonathan Gill is no stranger to us nor to the inside of a courtroom. No, and Jonathan Gill was um, was was charged and ultimately acquitted in one of the most high-profile tiger kidnapping uh, cases that has come before the courts in recent years. Um, at the time, his 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 face was regularly splashed on the front of, of front and center <coughs> in this operation. You know, mm. I mean, he's uh, opened the website. He's calling himself on it the chief negotiator, and he describes himself. Um, saying that he's had many experiences in life with long drawn out civil cases and that he's been negotiating and doing mediations over the last 20 years and obviously that he feels he has a lot of life experience to come to the table in various disputes, be they in local communities, be they, um, you know, within marriage breakups and whatever else. So he's your go-to guy. He's your go-to guy for uh, keeping you out of court is really what he's put himself forward for. Mm. I mean, Jonathan Gill, um, he's from uh, 
from the from Dublin Tree, from from the Merino area. Um, he he would have been grown up there. Would have been uh, well known. Um, even before he he came before the courts. Um, regarding Through his the, associates, he, largely. Yeah, and of. Probably um, one of the reasons that he that he had been in the papers previously was for a civil case, or at least a, a case where he ended up with the Criminal Assets Bureau uh, lodging a judgment against him of over half a million euros. Mm. So, in in the sense, he certainly is telling the truth in that that would have been a long and torturous process where they went through loads and loads of his assets, and um, loads and loads of looking at where his money was was was. Mm had come from and in the end um, of that whole thing he ended up with a judgment against him of just to be specific 559,000 uh, euros so certainly he knows the the, the ins and outs of these mm. things And the, the Criminal Assets Bureau surmised and the court agreed that that money was the proceeds of crime the mo- That money was the proceeds of crime mm. and uh, and that's that's what he owes the state as a result um, now there was a null prosequi issued in that tiger kidnapping case that he was before the courts on. Yeah, like it was a very uh, prominent case at the time. Um, it was a very traumatic experience for the for the for the family involved. Um, obviously, uh, Jonathan Gill was found. Was a null prosequi was entered. He was the, the he was he was he's acquitted of the, of the charges, and the, he, he's done and dusted. He's an innocent man, uh, regarding that. However, it was one of those investigations that there was a number of you know during during the uh, the initial stages of the the court proceedings, and um, there was uh, certain evidence given um, regarding Jonathan Gill. Um, these obviously this evidence just to to read it specifically um you know it was described by an investigating garda as he was described Jonathan Gill as being one of the top criminals in Ireland um it was that statement was made just just as he was there was a bail hearing coming around it and uh, the court was also told that Gill lived in a bulletproof house in North Dublin and when members of the emergency response unit raided it, it was uh, they had to pickaxe their way through the, the patio door. Um, and uh, Sergeant Fergal O'Toole at the time, uh, I think still based up in Drada, described, said he believed Gill to be a member of an organised crime group. And the direct quote was, he's part of an organised crime group and he would be one of the top criminals in the country. So that was all given as evidence. It wasn't. Uh, uh, they weren't. It wasn't given as evidence seeking a conviction. So he was never convicted of anything in relation to that. That was merely said in court, um, not proven, and and didn't result in any convictions. But Jonathan Gill was was somebody that was that was known in in North Dublin, and um, you know he had been. Certainly, his associates have have. Uh, you know, some of them have appeared in the Sunday World for many years. Um, you know, one in particular would be Kenneth Finn, who was said to be a very close associate of Jonathan Gill, and he was um, he was he was killed in uh, two thousand eighteen. And the the suspected gunman is Robbie Lawler, who also, obviously, we've all spoken about before many times. Met his own demise up in up in Belfast. 
but Jonathan Gill, of course, as well, would have been uh, known to people who were involved in a in 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 some of the disputes with Alan Ryan, the 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 real IRA figure that also operated in that part of North Dublin. And um, but again, Jonathan Gill, no convictions for any of. Uh, now, Pascal Kelly was understood to have been um, at war with Alan Ryan and. Uh, he is serving a lengthy sentence in prison for a tiger kidnap himself. Yeah, I mean, Pascal Kelly... Um, a 60-year-old criminal, by the way. He's um, much older than Jonathan Gill. And we will come on to Jonathan Gill's age uh, <laughs> shortly. But, sorry, Pascal Kelly, um, I think both him and Jonathan Gill were arrested at one point in the north of Ireland um, as part of a money laundering investigation. Yeah, um, I mean, Pascal Kelly... I think appeared in the Sunday World first and maybe around the early 2000s and at that point he was described as uh, the man who brought tiger kidnapping to Ireland I think the man who kind of it obviously had existed in other countries but he was the first man to to uh, sort of formalize it and um, he's currently serving a very uh, lengthy sentence of 18 years in prison um, for a, a totally separate incident um, where he abducted and threatened to kill three women, a postmistress and her daughter and an Italian student. Um, but Pascal Kelly was one of these veteran kind of criminal figures that, that had a kind of a, a sort of godfather mm. status, I suppose, in that part of the world. But on on, on occasion uh, in 2013, um, Gill was... Uh, Jonathan Gill and Pascal Kelly were both arrested by PSNI detectives and um, they were spent a number of months in custody but the case was ultimately dropped and um, it was they were you know they were again they were described in court as leaders of an organized crime gang and um, but again all the money laundering charges eventually were dropped Jonathan Gill always denied any involvement and uh, never faced any uh, he's prosecution. No, he's no serious end. convictions. No serious yeah. convictions. And would, would maintain his innocence always and always has and continues to do so. Um, now, coming on to this new career of his and as I said to you a little while ago, let's address his age because Jonathan Gill on his website has put up a mobile phone number which both you and I and a f- few other pesky journalists have been using in the past couple of weeks to communicate with them. I haven't got very far, I have to say, other than we've had a little bit of to and and froing. I've asked him a series of questions which he has yet to answer. I won't, um, you know, I won't broadcast the questions because until he does or do, you know answer them or tells me he doesn't want to comment on them but um, one thing that seems to have irked him is the fact that the Sunday world is describing him as 42 and I am standing away at this point because I didn't describe him as 42 <laughs> you described well, him as 42 he well, says he's 40 he's told me twice he's 40 well I mean, it, it, yes, well, I mean, 40 is the new 30 anyway, so 42 <laughs> is only the new 32. But yeah. no, but uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he certainly uh, was described. I, I, of course, looked him up on, on an old company uh, record and it seemed to say he was born in, in uh, 1979. Right. So 
but he's maintaining he's 40 so we probably maybe we won't quibble and just put him down as 41 yeah it's the maybe next not time. something worth no, um, but I mean I suppose about. it's probably not no and you know if it's certainly if, <laughs> if anybody wants to send in a birth cert or anything we'll we'll yeah. go back and, and change it online always the 40 but I mean did I mean it often amuses us the sort of things that people complain yeah. about I don't know whether you recall a few years ago but uh I used to be recipient of phone calls from a, a an aunt of a very significant gangland figure who used to ring me up all the time and chit chat, shoot the breeze with me. Very nice woman. And uh, the main complaint that her nephew had in regard to the Sunday world and, and some members of the family was this particular photograph we kept using, <laughs> which they just preferred if it was a nicer photograph. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember and of course that? I and do. what did and I do? What did I do? I made sure the backbenchers, the desk jockeys put the correct photograph in because I felt that was no reason to fall out with the major gangland criminal. Well, about. Um, well we get many complaints of, of 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 all different types. A lot of it is to do with geography. Yeah. He's from, he's from Drimna, not Drumman. Very he's, true. He's one of our true. constant uh, Yeah. So we'll, we'll allow Gil, if we've got his age wrong, we will put our yeah, hands up and uh, we'll rectify it. But I mean, I think like if you remember at the time of the tiger kidnapping trial, um, there was a series of pictures of Jonathan Gill going in and out of court um, and for at least the majority of them he had a scarf over his face mm. um, obviously understandably presu- pres- uh, presumably on a human level not wanting to be pictured mm. so I think there was a bit of um, and, and he seemed to have made that effort on a number of occasions Yeah he was very discreet So I think it was a surprise then to see um, the website launched um you know, obviously people are entitled to go into business, but to be launched in his own name, to have, you know, uh, photographs of himself on him, on, on, the, on the site. Yeah, looking quite booky. Looking quite, uh, yeah. With his glasses. Yeah, yeah, looking, looking, looking well. Um, and also then to have maybe, and it obviously has an, a, sec- a section, as, as many w- websites do, where he talks about himself in a quite a personal way. Mm. Um, so I think that was kind of a surprise, and um, it was a surprise to many. There's no doubt about it. So and that that led me to phone him. Obviously, this is a yeah. person who's, who's previously made an effort to to stay under the radar. Again, certainly during that that court case. So it probably was a surprise that he he he, well, he answered the, the phone to you. He didn't answer, answer to me. So what answer, did he say to well, you? He, oh well, I mean, he just he was very very uh, very pleasant, uh, very you know willing to talk um he certainly felt he certainly was saying that uh he felt this this was a, a good business for him to be in uh-huh was he surprised that he launched a business and was contacted by the Sunday world no i don't think he was surprised in fact i asked him um i can't remember his exact terms but i said did you not expect a bit of did you expect a bit of media attention like you know mm. given given the high profile nature of your previous court appearance and he said yeah he did expect it um, and that he's lived with it for a long number of years you know over a decade and you know he expected it but he was trying to turn something negative into a positive mm. and uh, obviously the business is, is, is you know his as he puts it himself it's uh He's offering to help step in to resolve disputes which may have reached a dangerous and potentially violent level. So, yeah, I was surprised maybe that he took the call, but he was certainly very uh, willing to speak. Um, You know, he didn't... uh, 
when I asked him about, you know, previous allegations of him being involved in, in criminality, obviously these were unproven, but they were said in court. He said, you know, I asked him, what would you say to people who say you have that, that reputation? He said, he said, prove it. Get them to prove it, that he's nothing to hide and, uh, and you know, that he's trying to... He t- you know, he obviously addressed the, the, the cab bill, which mm. is a huge bill. I, I'm not sure the full status of it, but obviously that has to be f- paid off in total before it's written off. And he said he's trying to uh, get money together to pay that off. So it was, it was you know, he, he spoke about as well that, um, you know, that, that, you know, that, that, that he's very busy and that he's helping a lot of couples, <laughs> people, you know, so, <laughs> you know. Oh, so he says on his website swiftly with no nonsense to make sure all clients are happy on both sides and also that both sides feel like they are winners in these situations. We feel it's most important to resolve quickly and have peace of mind and move on. Yeah. I mean, something really we all desire in certain conflicts. It's great to be able to park them and move on. Um, And look, the kidnap uh, back in 2011, which he indeed was the state issued the null prosequi but just to remind people that was the kidnapping of a postal worker his partner and their 10 week old baby daughter um, there was 660,000 robbed at that point from the man's workplace and Gill denied charges from the beginning in that, and they were subsequently dropped so his company claims in a section called community disagreements that their skill set will include settling local disagreements without resorting to to legal action. Um, what sort of disagreements would you consider they're talking about there? Well, he, he specifically said to me um, some of it are mar- marital breakdowns, um, some sort of, uh, you know, business disagreements, um, you know, uh, that that kind of thing. I think mm. he was talking about. Is a this feuding thing. he's talking about here? Community disagreements, or is this? I think he's talking about uh, disagreements within the community where he lives that can mm-hmm. arise between families, or um, you know. But you know, he he stressed to me uh, strongly on a number of occasions that nobody has to deal with him if they don't want to deal with him, and that there's no threat of violence or anything like that. You know. So I mean, there are. Uh, Obviously, the, 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 these kind of businesses spring up in communities, um, you know, where people appoint, you know, anybody can declare mm. themselves a mediator. You could go out and do it yourself tomorrow. Um, I mean, other, other um, targets of the Criminal Assets Bureau, some of whom have convictions, some of whom don't, have um, set themselves up. In, in, in would-be legitimate business, including Jerry the Monk Hutch, who set up a, a, a limousine business after he was targeted by the Criminal Assets Bureau. I've spoken to criminals who, you know, it's it's quite amazing. And there's a documentary coming up in March, which I'm involved in making for, for Virgin Media about the Criminal Assets Bureau. But it's quite amazing that some of these people, no matter how much money they make, having to pay out any of it to the Criminal Assets Bureau. It is, really is a powerful arm of the of, you know, the state's fight against organised crime, the Bureau. It's just amazing. I've spoken to people and they will go to their graves bitter that they were asked to essentially pay back a, a, like, a, you know, pocket change to them. Yeah. And of course, the other thing is that people, a funny thing about the, the interaction between crimin, 
criminality in the media is that people actually become used mm. to being in the newspapers, um, whether they're innocent or, or, or found guilty or, or a whole range of people. But sometimes, um, and you can even see it in the world of celebrity or politicians, they do become accustomed to being in the media after a period of time. Mm. And Jonathan Gill repeatedly appeared in the media in various contexts. So I think sometimes then people, uh, while they uh, initially they they avoid all media attention, we have seen other people mm. of from various walks of life somehow suddenly embrace that notion mm-hmm. that they are uh, famous, for want of a better word. Um, so Gill seems to have gone quiet anyway. His dealings with the media are over for the moment, yeah. unless he he does um, decide to answer some of those questions we've put to him. But nonetheless, um, we are in covering the story in one way, giving him free marketing. Possibly. You know, we have to just recognise that, that, you know. Yeah, it's a complicated it's kind of thing. And I mean, of course, then he did appear in the Sunday World as well as for uh, donating uh, a number of PS5, PlayStation 5s, which are not easy to yeah, get. Yeah, tell me about that. What what was that about? And that's something to do with the, the way the company structured his new company. Yeah, which, well, by the way, isn't listed yet on, on the company no, registrations office. No, um, it's on the website that I think it's 10% or it could be 5% of all proceeds go to Temple Street Children's Hospital. So we obviously posed um, outside Temple Street with a number of PS5s. I mean, at least five or six of them. Um, actually, like, that was... To get your hands on a PS5 in recent months is probably... Uh, more of a logistical feat than than people imagine, let alone mm. to get on, get your hands on five or, or six or seven of them or whatever it is. So he's obviously donating, um, donated those to Temple Street. Fair play to him. I'm sure that'll be of great use to the kids in there. But again, it's a kind of a, a sense of you know mm. somebody engaging with with engaging publicly with his own profile. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, you can obviously hand in PS5s. And not pose on the, the pictures. Yeah. It's a huge turnaround from. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It's a huge turnaround. Um, well, look, we'll 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 see what happens. We'll see. Does he? I have actually offered him um, a place there in your chair that he can come in and talk to <laughs> well, me if he wants. He was a very. I have to say, he was he was he was ungar- He was not guarded, and he was very. Yeah. Uh, willing to answer questions yeah. with me. So maybe he just doesn't like me. Well, he, he may have. <laughs> You may have a point. Is that what you're going to say? No, 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 definitely not. Niall Donald. Thanks, Nick. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary.